This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, Georgie, check for Dadsy. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. <laughs> only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery free in term supply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Leicester City have a penalty kick in the six minutes of injury time. Injury time. Injury time. Look out, takes. Almunia saves. Look out, follows in. Almunia saves again. And now what? Welcome to the Do Not Scratch Your Eyes podcast. I'm Peter. I'm Justin. And I'm Carl. So we're going to run this episode of Do Not Scratch Your Eyes in a different way to normal. Not that we don't want to rant about the Leeds result or the season as a whole or talk about Roy's cream teas or his interesting post-match comments, but instead we're going to focus on the supporters committee meeting. We sort of tried to do this on the Saturday Twitter spaces after, you know, we do after each game, and some people thought that was really helpful and others felt that, you know, I as the host moved on too quickly and I think that's probably fair. We had a record number of contributors wanting quite understandably to have their say on the committee and of course a relegation six-pointer that we've all kind of almost forgotten about in the in the brouhaha of this whole committee stuff so again as many of you know uh, when we guys get together we do tend to take the piss a lot but if there are any laughs in this particular one it's not trying to laugh at the seriousness of it it's laughing at the gallows humor of it all to be quite honest now as i'm sure some of you know i should be considered as a friendly witness um because i'm going to be interviewing both justin and carlos who are at the meeting but i'm going to do my best to represent as many of the wide opinions that have been expressed through social media as possible as always with social media the most outraged and angrier voices tend to be heard the most but in this instance i think it's fair to say that they would appear to have every reason to be skeptical and cynical bearing in mind what has come out of the uh the club's communication channels over the last seven days the bullet point summary feels really flimsy in terms of output for for something that was clearly going to be poured over following the social media outrage over the weekend um i also don't understand the language that the club have used around confidentiality and redacted minutes you don't redact minutes typically they're a summary of the important points of a meeting you typically would redact things like detailed documents and transcripts redacting is an actual kind of removal of something after the fact whereas the wording that's been used is you know well it's just particularly obtuse bordering on provocative really so gentlemen you attended the meeting but let's go back to the start of it if we can um when did you first catch wind of a meeting how were you contacted and kind of what did you know before the meeting took place right uh, yeah, well, I mean, you, you go for this first call. So back in January, uh, I sent an email to the club um, because there's been a lot of noise on social media and from us about a fans forum. We felt that it was now time to just basically ask for one. And if we couldn't have a fans forum, then could we have a podcast with Scott Duxbury, very much like we would always do where we'd have a general chat and then we'd do some punters' questions. That was kind of the idea behind it. So I sent an email to the club. It was intercepted or picked up 
by Richard Walker. Um, and he said, um, thanks for getting in touch. Come and meet me before the Brighton game down the bunker. So that is effectively what we did. First time I've ever met Richard Walker. Have you met him before, Carl? Yeah, I've met him a couple of times <laughs> for, for, for silliness at games normally. Right, OK. <laughs> so first time where it was sort of a, an equal footing then, if you like. <laughs> Um, very pleasant, yes, yes. very pleasant chat, and there are several independent witnesses that were kind of hanging around watching us have this conversation. And basically, I said, or he said, "Why do you want to meet?" And I said, "Well, look, I think you need a fans forum." Um, and basically, he said, "We'll never do that. It's not going to happen. That that idea is kind of outdated." And he said that um, generally. Anything where Scott says something that a tiny bit of it might be kind of twisted and reported differently um, is is not a good thing. So that will never happen. However, we are thinking about having some smaller Zoom focus groups, if you like, which would you like to take part in that? And I said, yes, of course. Uh, And then the next question was, is there anything else I can do for you while I'm here? And seizing the opportunity, I said, yeah, we'd like some current players to interview on the podcast and he said give me three names in an email i'll see what i can do for you oh and then i said uh can we have a prize or some some prizes to give away uh on future podcasters competitions and he said yeah leave that with me as well i then well we then waited for i don't know two or three weeks i emailed him back straight away by the way with the request of the uh, people we'd like to interview two english players and a foreign player it was and I heard nothing. So I texted him about two weeks later. And then eventually I got an email through saying, what's your address? I'm going to send you a prize through. So I gave him my address. And I think two days later, a pair of signed match-worn gel Pedro boots came through, which we are in the process of giving away as competition prizes. That that was kind of it, I think. Um, he asked us not to do the boots as competition prizes, and but to tie it in with a player interview. But he said, I'm not going to be able to get you a player. So he said, well, look, listen, Gio Pedro might not be playing for us next season. We need to get them out this season. He said, fair enough. Hence the two competitions that we've done. Boots are in a nice case each that you've provided, Peter, <clears throat> and they're ready to go soon. The next thing I know, Carl gets an email, and I'll hand it over to you at this point, Carl. Cool. Yeah, yeah. I mean, before the email, I actually got a phone call uh-huh. um, from a. It was a Watford number, oh one nine two three, but didn't recognise it. Uh, sorry, it, sorry. This is this is closer to the actual meeting because yeah, the other so is around the Brighton game and weeks after. This yeah, is, no, this, is, this was a week before the meeting or a week and two. Right, yeah, this actually. this is this is the week before. Yeah, just just maybe just over a week, but yeah, a phone call. Lady's voice introduced herself as Meg. Explained what she did for for the for the club, and I was like, oh, okay. Um, and she basically went on to explain that uh, what they want to do is is get a, a group of fans that have a heavy um, influence or you know a, a popular amongst amongst fans. Your names come up, as in the Do Not Scratch Your Eyes podcast, uh, with a number of of other guys that she mentioned as well that would be there. And I asked her at the time, what would what's the meeting regarding? Well, it, it's it's the basis to try and look at better communication with a club you know from okay. fans to the club so i said oh fantastic this is what we've been crying out for yeah, 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 yeah. we've been doing this podcast you know the communication's poor and and so forth didn't really explain when it will be but you'll 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 get an email um but she asked asked me to rally the troops in the sense of of basically you guys um to get some pointers that we might want to discuss when we when we get there uh, three points basically that we that we'd want to discuss so Again, I went away, spoke to you, I can't remember if I think I messaged you guys in the, in the group, um, and we came up with the three sort of points that we felt, you know, were, were applicable to, to to going into that. Um, she, she then explained, obviously, that they'll have a look at what gets sent in and pick, you know, what the most popular one is and so forth and try and work it back, but would, would make every effort to try and get as much in as they can for this. Okay, what, what were your, do you know what your what your topics were that you selected recruitment was one definitely yeah so recruitment player and manager recruitment was was mm-hmm. was a big one um i think the finances was was another it, based on the fact of what we'd been hearing on the twitter spaces that we've been doing you know there was a there was a big kind of outlay of of concern yeah for for that side of it um so yeah and long and long term strategy of the club is 
was the third one. Um, there, there were a number of other things that we could have selected, but we, it was an opportunity to ask, to ask those that we'd probably spoken about most on the podcast, I would say. That was then followed up with an email um, on the 30th of March, which I've, I've, I've still got explaining. I think what's what... important here is, is what we were invited to. Mm. Yeah. So we were yeah. invited to, cor- correct me if I've got the wording wrong here, a supporters consultation construct. Yes, that's correct. That's the. Uh, no, no, would you like no, me to? No. Shall I, shall, this is quite a small email. So, do you want me to read the yeah. email? Go for you it. might as well. Yeah. So, you, yeah. So, um, Watford FC meeting agenda. So, dear Carl, many thanks for confirming your uh, attendance tomorrow night on behalf of the Do Not Scratch Your Eyes podcast. Please see below for an agenda for the evening, seven o'clock. Welcome introductions and an overview of the new supporter consultation construct. Uh, seven thirty supporter items raised for discussion. Um, and they've selected football recruitment and operations, finances, long-term strategy of the club. Okay. Now, bearing in mind those are the three that I we... I think there's an AOB underneath it. So I there think, is. I think yeah. what probably happened is that everybody got their free topics in their email and then AOB kind of covered everybody else's topics, yeah. if you like. Okay. Uh, that's what I'm guessing. Or, or, alternatively, they kind of batched everything under those three headings, I presume, mate, perhaps. Possibly. Um, but you both attend. yes. Yes, this is where it becomes a little bit... Common. So, um, <laughs> Justin, obviously I've spoken to Justin about it. I said, look, we've been invited. Now, that's on the basis that I didn't particularly read the email that well. So I've I've then contacted Meg and said, look, can I get um, a, a second person in? She was like, well, really, we're, we're trying to keep it down to a select, you know, one representing the groups and, and, and so forth what we got in. So I was huh? like, well I'm not really I'm not I'm not particularly having that because from the very beginning it's always been do not scratch your eyes is is myself and Justin, you know, and, yeah. and yeah. obviously you, you you know you very much so. So I I basically blagged it. I I, I told Justin I didn't tell Justin I said come on we're we're, we're going up there. I didn't tell him that he wasn't no. you know allowed in or anything like that. Bold into reception, bold as brass. Uh yeah we've got uh two people down uh myself uh, and the lady behind the desk, um, I don't think it was Meg, no. said, um, oh, uh, we haven't got Justin down. I said, oh, no, I, I called Meg and said that another person was coming. She said it was she was fine with it. Oh, OK, no problem. So off we went, got got taken up didn't, there. Didn't get told this until the buffet, halfway after through the, the evening. So <laughs> after the buffet, in. was it? Yeah, you're yeah, I was already you, in. Yeah. So you've blagged your way. <laughs> I, I blagged my way, and it was it was noted, though, by uh, Richard Walker. Unknowingly. Well, yeah, but Richard Walker yeah, did yeah, know. Yeah, I, I, take, I, take I take full responsibility for that. But yeah, well, Obviously, was, going but forward, is, it'll is, be uh, one or the other going. You know what I mean? It won't be yeah, yeah. It won't be both of us. but Or, or whatever happens. I think it's important as well okay. to... Well, to, to, um, to The two to, of you here to corroborate it. Yeah, exactly. I, I think it's all, also important as well to note that this was... Uh, literally just said they'd, as they'd filed their accounts as well. So um, it, it was on the 31st of March. Um, yeah. So I, I was going to come to that. Okay. I mean, and so so in terms of that, you're absolutely right. They filed the accounts and they came out fairly, like probably during the meeting, in fact, uh, late that night. In fact, Adam Leventhal on The Athletic came out with an article the very next morning and he suggested that the meeting... Uh, was related to explaining the finances. That's what he put in his article. Much did they start with that? How much of the finances did they kind of go into as well from that point of view? Well, first of all, when we got into the what was the chairman's box? I, I think it is uh, in, in in the rookery, the rookery, the Graham Taylor stand. I'm so old. Um, <laughs> there was sort of beers and things laid on. Uh, help yourself to refreshments. Um, and Richard was there saying very shortly, Scott will be here with Emilio, uh, who is the chief financial. Officer, yes. I believe, of the club, Emiliano um, Russo. Yeah, he's the uh, the finance secretary. Right. Okay. So, and it wasn't that long after that that really that we were all sat down and Scott and Emilio came in. Um, mm-hmm. Finances. First of all, I think the agenda or, or the order of events was probably recruitment first. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that was probably the first thing on there. Then the finances that did go on for quite a long time. The finances. Um, I've got to admit, a lot of that goes over my head. Balance sheets aren't things I can read particularly well. Yeah, there wasn't any... It, when the, the, the finances, it's not like uh, Emilio got up and showed us some slides of or pie charts. We weren't or, or given anything. anything. Like we, weren't we weren't given, given any anything. text, nothing. We were given no sheets or anything. It was just random, not random, but numbers called out, basically. Uh, and if anybody wanted to challenge the numbers, then Emilio had the I mean, answer. 
I, I do recall, and Justin will correct me on this, when we arrived, we were handed um, a, 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 probably a five-page document, yeah. which I've still got, um, which, again, had no finances in, but was basically the the explaining that whatever we heard in here, essentially, we, we, you know, we couldn't really take it any further. There was, there was There's a whole list of... See, I never got sight of this because, naturally, we were only given one because they yeah. were expecting one person. I still, have it, I still um, have it. So I, I don't know anything about NDAs or anything like that, yeah. but what I do know, um, it was mentioned in the meeting, you know, verbally. There will be things said tonight that, you know, we'd rather you didn't disseminate. Um, it put everybody in a bit of an awkward position. I believe somebody said, it's not very fair, you know, I, I'm a journalist or I write for a, a fanzine or, I, I, you know, whatever it was, and, you know, you're invited to us to this and you're telling us all this stuff and I can't use any of it. And I, at this point, I got I have to say, I'm a little bit confused about what we, you know, were we going to be given a sheet at some point with, you know, this was all discussed, we'd rather you didn't say this, but you're all right to say that, or... What was going to happen? I really, right. I really didn't know quite how going forward after this meeting finished, what we're supposed to do now. I mean, obviously, it was never mentioned. We never mentioned it on any social media. We've just been to a meeting at the club. There was no mention. We've just met Scott Duxbury. There was no mention of, you know, just had a beer on the club. Thank God, first time ever. Um, <laughs> no, nothing like that because we kind of walked away like, well, what was that all about? I don't. Mm. I don't really understand any of it. Anyway, I might be jumping ahead here, Peter, so I'll let you... No, 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 it's fine. I think I think people will be concerned about the finances. I mean, we proposed on Saturday, and I would propose I'll probably do this next week, um, if you guys want to join me, but it'll be on finances, so it may be a select few who want to join, where we'll go through and talk about the finances in, in a little bit more, not forensic detail, but certainly detail at least, in terms of it. It was interesting on the notes that came through uh, that, that they finally sort of released was the fact that it was kind of how badly did relegation and COVID affect club finances. Now, that is absolutely relevant because the finances go back to last July and therefore would be very, very COVID affected. But it seemed to be, it you know, it was, it was a, should we say it's a convenient place to have as a bullet to kind of go or an umbrella, should we say, title to go across the top. Did they go into whether or not they were, you know, concerned with the finances or or the financial outlook at all? The, the, the comment was very much, you shouldn't worry about the finances. Yep. That was you, you the shouldn't tone. Worry. The tone you was... Shouldn't worry. There's nothing to worry about. Yeah. Yeah, the tone was we're in a, a fairly decent position um, and, you know, we have actually managed to get through COVID relatively unscathed um, and... Really, the finances are in a healthy position. So, I, you know, I, I take that because I'm not going to sit there. I'm not an accountant. I can't go. I there's, not, there's not even a balance sheet there to look at and go, well, what's all this? Yeah. Um, yeah. But, but I've got no reason at all to believe that's not the case. Well, well, we'll take a look at that next week then, maybe, as I say, in depth, because pe- people's definition of what is healthy and what is not is going to change, uh, depending on that person's kind of outlook. But um, there does seem to be, I would suggest, certainly cause for concern, bordering on cause for alarm, bordering recrimination, depending on how you look at it. You know, there is there is a large amount of, of, of debt, both internalised and externalised, that, that we kind of need to take a look at. The, the first thing that they actually kind of listed on the notes was... Was, was sort of an interesting one. And I didn't know if they'd started with that, but it com- possibly comes back to recruitment, which was around the academy. And it was mentioning that, you know, it was they, they were acknowledging that, that there were shortcomings. Was that, was that a reasonable response to it? Were the, we've heard kind of suggestions that there was kind of not apologies for, you know, but, but you know, acceptance that there had been shortcomings in certain areas. Was, was that one of them or were there other ones that sprung to mind? That was one of them. Um, mm. I think it ties in with the recruitment side a little bit because it was very much mentioned that there are going to be academy players now coming through uh, and watch out next season because there's going to be two or three players that are absolutely mustered, whatever division we're in, uh, and that it, it will be a thing that grows going forward and the academy is very much alive under Richard Johnson and Jimmy Gilligan. Yeah. Um, so that's what I remember being said. Mm. I, I, I yeah, I mean, very much that the the fact that we could be looking at uh, being in the championship would probably mean that players would come through a lot quicker from the academy. There's enough. They, they essentially suggested that there's enough in there and enough in our pool of players that maybe be out on loan and so forth that could come in and step into the first team. Um, it was also mentioned that there will be 
um, exits going out of the door to make room for those players. But, you, you know, Watford, I, I believe the quote don't, was along the lines of, you know, we, we've not got millions and millions to spend. So our academy will be will be used. I think that's pretty much as I remember it, to be honest. There was kind of, uh, the tone was also kind of, you know, relegation. We don't want it, but if it does happen, it won't be a massive issue. I seem to remember kind of being the general tone of the evening. That was kind of something that cropped up a few times. You know, it was, well, if we go down, we don't want to go down, but we have got this, we have got that. I don't know. There seems to be a, there seems to be a kind of, um, a thought that it doesn't matter because we'll be champions of the of the championship next season and we'll come straight back up, which I, yeah. I, 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 was I thought was very short sighted. Really, yeah. He he made uh, Scott Duxbury made a, a comment, and and what Justin just said there was essentially that we have uh, that the championship is a poor poor division, and he used Luton Town as as the the kind of principal point of that. That if Luton can be in third place, what does that say about the championship? You know, which maybe there's a, there's something to it, but I think we all know as as fans that have spent a lot of time in there, and that that division is not easy by any stretch of the imagination. It was it was almost a relaxed kind of feeling that we were just going to bounce straight back, and it would be it would be no problem. And that, and by the way, bounce straight back with players like Cleverly, Kutzka, and Kafkar in the team. Yeah, yeah, they were they were very much those I bought, players. I brought be... that up as a seriously. These players mm-hmm. are all in their mid thirties, and they're sort of our shining lights that are being plucked out of the air. Yeah, and yeah, and it was it was yeah, but in the championship, they're going to be yeah, they're going to be better. Aren't that they? was the they, response. It, yeah, which... yeah, and it was like. But it doesn't work like no. no. In the champion, in the championship, you'll be playing Saturday, Tuesday. So good luck getting ninety minutes out of Cleverly and Kuchka when you haven't been able to do it once a week for the last nine months. Yeah, um, and that's not having a go at them either of them. They, no, they no, definitely. Both, they, they both do what they want, but they are both of an age and a fitness level. Um, there's a there's a pot call in the kettle black if ever there was one. <laughs> but you know, saying you you're not going to make it through that that time. We know you're going to kind of uh, literally kind of your legs are going to go in sixty minutes. Yeah, uh, yeah. No, there's going to be there's going to be need for other people to come in. So I mean, you know, the the I'm, I'm just glad we segued into that into that first team. One of the one of the notes when it said about it, um, and so this this is you know using the notes that that uh, the club have put together. So this is their wording, not mine. It seems as though this season is a repeat of mistakes from the last relegation season. And we, we've spoken about this on the podcast, you know, young Spanish manager who lasts four or then seven games, a misstep, shall we say, with the middle manager appointment. And then you bring in somebody who's a British manager and try and see if they can get out of it. Seemingly too late. So the, uh, the, the those things are there. One of the points that it said was, acceptance of the need to have stability with a head coach some previous decisions with the benefit of hindsight a matter of regret is there anything you can do to expand on that for the guys listening right so this was this was brought up are these minutes public now by the way yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Are. These, these these are the the the, the notes as i describe them they're, they're on the website or whatever are minutes they? yeah absolutely. okay yeah so yeah, they're here i'm reading them off from there so this 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 kind of ties into something that i i found Quite interesting, actually, um, because at one point someone said, will Gino Pozzo ever attend a meeting like this? Uh, and, yeah. and Scott Duxby said, Gino is the the owner and the money man, but really any decisions that are made are down to Scott Duxbury, as I understand it, not Gino Pozzo. Yeah. So when people talk about the Pozzo model going forward now, about hiring and firing managers, it's not really the Pozzo uh, method, as I would understand it, it's more the Scott Duxbury method. There was uh, an acknowledgement that yes, we have fired managers a bit too easily, and that will not happen quite so much going forward. I wanted to put my hand up at that point and say, did you not have that same mindset every time you hired a manager previously, or did you just hire them and think it's all right to be gone in two months? Because that is a massive mindset change if that's going to be the case, that we are actually going to stick with someone after they've lost six games or whatever. Because I imagine that when he took on Claudio Ranieri, he thought he'll be here for two seasons. I don't think he thought he'd be there for 13 games or whatever it was, did he? If he did, it's naive at best and crass at worst. So I think there was an acknowledgement that there has been a high turnover of managers and that that would need to stop. But good luck with that because 
you know, like I say, I can't imagine that every manager's been taken on with them only having a few games in mind when they were taken on. Seems silly. Yeah. Yes, I, I have said that some people criticise us and say we, we're really bad at sacking managers, which isn't true. We're fantastic at sacking managers. We're world-class at sacking managers. We're the it's best, recruiting mate. managers. We're crap, yeah, right? exactly. Yeah, um, we are the best. Carl, but, Carl, just, Carl, anything to add on that? Yeah, I mean, just, just to touch on something that Justin said, and it was something that came up uh, during the Twitter space, is, is, is Scott Duxbury is, is made it very clear in this meeting that you know the day-to-day running of the football club is, is his you know, he he makes those decisions. Scott uh, mentioned just about Gino there that he is the money man, but his side of the business is the scouting network and will remain to be the scouting network. He doesn't want to be at the football club to answer questions about day-to-day stuff and, and, and running and has no intention of doing such things. Mm. So, yeah, th- th- that's very much a point that I think we, we, we need to, you know, look at and, and hold there that, as Justin's just said, you know, when we're blaming the Pozzos for this this model, there's questions now. Is is it the Pozzo model? Or is it Scott Duxbury's model? And did I mean you said about you know putting that that question forward, Justin? Did did you did you articulate that? I didn't. And was it it was it an environment where you felt able to ask any question you wanted, or were people holding back at all? No, I think you could. I think I could have actually brought that up as a supplementary because I did interrupt him when he was going on about the whole cleverly Kuchka and Kethcart. Um, trio being key you, players you next exploding season. in a coughing fit. Yeah, I just sort of, I, I did. I put my hand up and said, "You do realise these players are in their mid thirties?" And he sort of said, "Yeah, but they'll be great in the championship." So you can't, you can't then answer back on that. But I, 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 I wish I had said to him, presumably all the previous appointments you made, you thought were going to be long term, rather than you know fired yeah. after a loss of thirteen games in a row, whatever it is. But you know, it, it was an environment where you could ask questions, certainly. It, it wasn't, you know, no, sorry, you've spoken or, um, you know, Scott isn't taking. It was it was very relaxed. It was very relaxed and it was it was a nice environment. You felt as if you could put your hand up and just ask a question. Certainly, I thought anyway. Well, that's, which, which, is, which is what we want, obviously. One, one question, and I, I think you touched on it earlier, Cole, but I'd like to know whether or not Richard Walker or Scott Duxbury mentioned to the, the 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 group of people who were in attendance, why it was they had been called in for the first meeting. I know it's it's now obviously um, being put open to everybody to apply, but obviously a lot of people's noses have been put out of joint, and I can understand why, because yeah. with, with with the idea of secrecy and confidentiality and stuff, and a lot of people have said, well, are these people kind of just coming in because they're the big I am? Was there any reason or any legitimization about why the people were invited, or was it just a start of a ten? What was it? No, there was there was nothing mentioned at the actual meeting. As I say, the only kind of mention of anything to to that degree was at the at the first phone call that I had regarded, and it was mentioned you have a you have a, a popular podcast. Um, I think we, it's we, tall poppy syndrome with this. Mm, really, I really think it's tall yeah, poppy yeah. syndrome. I think, you know, I feel very sorry for people like um, Taylor Made Army and, and those guys that weren't asked. But I think it's because we make a nuisance of ourselves, maybe, or perhaps because we made that initial contact back in mm-hmm. January that we were considered. I, I, I think it would have been very difficult for them to just literally go and find every single podcast and, and and everything and 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 ask everybody to go um it wasn't just podcasts and fanzines it was obviously the um the, the women of Watford and the the Watford Jewish supporters and um I mean there were some people you know Roy Moore was there um yeah. so oh, I don't know if I'm allowed to say that or not but um, yeah no 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 they were, they were they were all they were all listed last Friday before any suggestion mm. of minutes or anything going on. yeah yeah and that 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 has we'll come caused, on to that. that yeah, that, <laughs> okay. that's, caused, that's caused a uh, obviously a big stir, and it's caused a big consternation to those people who are listed, and it's caused a huge amount of anguish and anxiety and general pissed offness, if that's even a word, to the people who weren't there, who are saying, mm. "Well, why are you having a fans forum without fans?" Which seems, as I say, a very legitimate question. Well, um, the thing, the, the fact is, Peter, it wasn't billed as a fans forum; it was billed as a supporters consultation construct i mean do I those, even, what do those words mean i have no idea that? no i've no idea <laughs> no. what that even means so those are, word, those are words that have never been used in the same sentence before i shouldn't no, wonder no. i love and, and we have a te- we have a, a team at the club in charge of communication I, I, I think i think the other thing is peter and, and you know I, I don't know what other people think but as a watford fan if 
forget what myself, Justin, you do, you know, with, with your stuff. If you receive a phone call from the from the your football club saying, Would you like to come to the to the stadium and speak to, you know, Scott Duxbury? So 99.9% of those people are going to say yes. It doesn't matter what it's for. They're going to say yes. And I and I get and I understand the frustration about how it's all been handled and we'll, and we'll come to that because I'm in that, I'm on the same boat as that. But it, you can't blame the people that were there for the situation the club's created. You know, we've, we've just used words there that the three of us aren't really sure what it means, you know. So I, I think that there's a lot of people that are, that are upset with the club, rightly so. I'm upset with the club, with the, the way they've handled it. But more to the point, you, you can't be upset with the Do Not Scratch Your Eyes podcast for, for attending a meeting when really it wasn't ever really billed as this secret society until we were kind of there, I guess. I would, I would also I, say, going forward as well, it's not something we're going to stop going to. Yeah, 100%. Why, why would we? Why would we stop going to it? I mean, you know, you're going to get people calling you out on it saying, you know, well, you know, you, you shouldn't be going. And, you know, I've seen comments on, on various things about, oh, it's these people have been selected for a reason. I don't know about any of that, but I'm not going to stop going. If I, I think, think that I, I can have a communication with the, the – I can, I, we can ask questions on behalf of people that, that, that listen. So when we know we're next going to one, we say, what are the three topics you guys want us to bring up? I mean, obviously it would be better if they were there in the room. And, you know, I can't see – I still can't see any problem with having a proper old-fashioned mic in the room fans forum. I don't see what the problem with it is. I honestly don't. What What is the problem with having, you know – 100 people in that room, you apply for tickets, you get drawn out in a ballot, whatever it is, and the rest of you can listen to it on the radio. What is the problem? I don't get it. I, yeah, I mean, for me, personally, I think there is an actual logic to inviting people who are who, who have got blogs, who have got you know, sources of media, shall we say, um, because they've got people and they've got a platform to go back out to the fans. But what I'd say they, to that, Peter, if you don't mind... They represent mind, the fans. No, 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 what, 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 what I'd they say to that, though... the fans. Go on, go on off, yeah. Well, well, what I'd say to that is... Um, is, is 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 why why are you guys are doing that? People are going to say why are you guys doing that? Why is it why is it that you're able to do this? Um, and now all of a sudden it's can you still be independent? That's the question ah. that keeps getting asked. Can you still and, be independent? Yes, we can. Why yeah. why why can't we still be independent? You no, know that's very true. My, we've not point, we've not signed is... we've not signed a gagging order or anything like that. It, no, no. But the natural inclination the natural inclination yeah, might be to people. Well, you know now. I've got very uh, privileged access yeah. to the top brass. Um, I better be careful what I say. Well, no. I, I, if, and the thing is, if we say something on a podcast or whatever that the club doesn't like and they don't allow us into any more meetings, well, who does that look bad on? Us or the club? It's the club. So, yes, we can still be independent. Yes, we can still do everything we've always done. I don't see why there's a problem with it. But there are already questions about, well, you know, it's, it's kind of like when you sign to a major label, when you, you know, you've been on an indie label and all of a sudden you're on EMI. Well, you've sold out, you know, you're not the same. Yeah, I am. Why can't I still do what I want to do? I don't, I don't get it. So I don't buy that argument about you can't be independent and go to these meetings because, yes, we can and we will. famous sloping pitch podcast we're following the greatest show on earth but would you like pitch side seats for all the action in qatar the heat the goals the drama well so would we but why not join me nick hancock in stoke-on-trent and co-host chris england in london's sw16 every game live from england the famous sloping pitch podcast we think this tournament could be okay sport social my my frustration isn't with the people who've gone. My frustration is the fact that the fans all over social media, and we have a communications team who, if they're not monitoring social media, really should bloody well be doing so. And there's a logic to this. We brought people in who have a good gauge on people's opinions. We have people who have a good line of communication. There's a logic to it, but the communications department haven't been able to articulate that in well, at all, full stop. It does make sense. And it makes sense it being a starter for 10. It's a position to start off and then go somewhere else. I think the frustration from almost everybody universally has been with the club, 
rather than the people who are invited. I think there's an understanding that the people who have been invited have been put in a very, very difficult decision. Because if you come into and you, you weren't asked to sign an NDA, it was it was implied. Is that correct? I don't remember it, signing anything. Do we you? haven't signed anything. Right. We haven't signed anything. So in a way, you're in with a group of your peers. You do have that kind of, you know, well, you know, we as you said, we would want to go again, of course. But you're asked then to have a level of kind of, look, just hold on to this whilst, as I understand it, the minutes will be prepared and they will be out. Nobody walks out at that point, but you're in a situation in the room with everybody else. Nobody else is walking out. It'd be a very brave person, the first person to get up and go out of there. So I think, you know, what we're doing hopefully with this is trying to shine a little bit more light and and, and flesh out a little bit more on the notes of, of what's come out so that people can, can understand what, what went on. One of the things I just want to link back to what we've covered so far in terms of the finances and the playing squad and the relegation or the threat of relegation in the finances, which of course go back to the end of July, but therefore stretch back to when we'd actually come, we'd just been relegated. There was, um, there was a massive hole in the accounts that was filled by the sale of Estupinian, Suarez, uh, Pereira, and who else? Delefeo. And one other. I, uh, sorry? Decore, Delefeo. Decore, 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 thank you. Um, because And they covered 55 million. One of the things that it states in the notes when it comes to the finances is the value of the squad is such that it gives financial institutes uh, or institutions some comfort. Did they? Did, is that something that they put in? Because it seemed an odd comment to make in it, or has this been something that's been inserted later? I'm going to be honest and say I don't remember. I think I think there was I kind of mentions of, of SAR, I think, but I honestly can't remember, and I wouldn't want to say definitely on there, that at all. There, there was a mention of um, that if the debts, you know, the, the debts that we've got that we should be relaxed about could be catered for with the sale of assets in the sense of plain stuff, but... Mm-hmm. There wasn't any, you know, there wasn't really any deep conversation regarding that. It was kind of explained that we would sell players, and and that was that kind of links back to what we we mentioned with the youth team, using using that, um, but nothing nothing apart from that that I remember anyway. No, I don't remember anything more than that. To be honest, it wasn't as I say the finances thing. You know, once you started talking about players and stuff, when the finances comes up, you find yourself going, "Can we go back to talking about players?" Because it's just not something that massively interests me, or I feel as if I can contribute to. No, that's fair enough. That's fair enough. So uh, let's, let's just go through a couple of smaller notes to you know because those are those are the big key issues that people want to know. We're going to cover more often finances in a separate note because you're right, it's a niche level of interest, but it's a great concern for those people who wanted to take a look at it. One of the questions or one of the points was about the desire to leave Vicarage Road or develop an up an alternative ground uh, elsewhere, etc. They've kind of put it out there that the first preference is to 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 build a. A second tier and stay at Vicarage Road was that a, was that a fair reflection of uh, of what was discussed? Yeah, that is a fair reflection of what was discussed. The, 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 I mean, he didn't rule out ever moving the club away if the offer was absolutely too good to turn down, and it made sense. Which I guess he can't. You can't do that. You can't say no. We'll never ever move from Vicarage Road because that'd be you know a silly no. thing to say. But the, the, the preference was to develop the Elton John stand with another tier, perhaps something else in the Graham Taylor as well. But yeah, that was the that is a fair summation of what was discussed that I recall. Cool. Yeah, um, it, it, exactly that. He, he never ruled it out. Um, the upper tier for the uh, Sir Elton John stand um, and the Graham Taylor stand was mentioned uh, as being completely redeveloped. That would be their their hope to increase the capacity by using the space behind the Elton John stand. Uh, Sorry, Graham the Taylor. Graham Taylor stand, um, okay. and, and completely redeveloping that. Okay, and did I mean did any? It's a daft thing to ask, but I'm going to ask it anyway because I'm sure lots of people are thinking. Did anybody bring up the fact that we don't sell out the ground at its current capacity? No, but oh, I no. Would very much wanted to. <laughs> I very much wanted to. Yeah, no, and especially in the championship. You know, if you're going to be in a championship for a few seasons, why bother making the stands and, and, bigger? And that's the that's the argument about if they were to move. You know, even if it was commercially right and financially, you know, if you've got a forty forty thousand seat stadium, I mean, what, what do you, I mean? Look at with the greatest respect to him, it's a beautiful stadium. Look at MK Dons. 
It's a beautiful stadium, but it's never, you know, nowhere near full. It's 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 embarrassing. It's not good. I mean, obviously, there's there's all sorts of discussions about non-match day revenue and how the stadium could actually kind of produce that, which being located where it is and penned in where it is, is obviously very limited. Um, so it's an understandable thing, but obviously people's preferences. But we just want to get an understanding that, yeah, no, that, that's a fair reflection. One of the questions, again, that's got more abuse than anything else when these things, when these notes came out, because of course the notes came out. They're not overly comprehensive. They're not overly revelatory, shall we say? And it might not, it, you know, doesn't mean that the, the meeting was revelatory, but was one of the questions. And of course, it, I think it ties into the fact that we have people with, you know, social media or print media or what have you. Was around the question about the inside the hive, and especially saying, could there be more fan access for players? And of course, we come back to your earlier point about people suspecting that actually we're, you know, we're all there to try to get access to, I don't know, Peter Atebo or somebody else equally inspiring. Um, <laughs> it, it, but by not saying nasty things about the club, um, how, how did that come up? What was, what was the tone? Cause you have got everybody with a kind of vested interest in that there. I, it'd be nice to just expand on that particular piece a little bit. Um, Cause the fans may not be of interest to anybody, any of them at all, but it'd be nice to understand why that, and, and you know, kind of how that came up. Well, I, I think it came up as a as a heading that someone had obviously wanted to discuss, um, and I can remember who it was right. who brought it up and what they said. I don't know if it's fair to to, to name them, but um, someone said um, the hive is shite. That they, they they were the exact words <laughs> that were used. It's I remember shite. who it was. I, I remember can who I just it was. Say, I don't know who it was. I don't. I know remember who it was. Who it was. <laughs> But but well said. I think on behalf of most people. Yeah, um, I remember who said it, but I'm not gonna not gonna say who it was. No, no. no. Um, and and it was kind of well, why is it shite? And it was well, you know, it served a, a really good purpose when there were no uh, matches that we could attend, and you know we could watch them on there instead last season. But the main content on there is piss poor, um, and it, you know, it was kind of mooted that it might be better if other people were allowed to do similar things w- with players and, and and it was kind of amber lighted that anybody that had an interest in in talking to players would as of next season get access to them but sure. however um in in the meeting as well it was kind of also said talking to players is absolutely impossible so quite what they're going to do in terms of relaxing that I don't know because it was kind of well you can't talk to players they won't talk to you they'll only talk to us and 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 then it was well next season that won't be a problem so I don't quite know what they're going to do to to ease that but yeah that was the, the hive was absolutely torn apart in terms of its content and what it's about and they took it to be fair they did mm. they did take it yeah 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 i mean just just to to jump in on that on the back of that it it was also what i took away from that that sort of section was that the players are so well trained or so well drilled at not letting anything slip yeah. In, in the sense of what goes on behind the scenes. I know people who say, well, you've got Ben Foster who does those videos, but he, even those are probably edited beyond, you know, recognition from their original, their original, you know, content. And, and it, it, it was basically said that the current players will not speak to you. You know, they, 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 they just won't. They've and had it was, trained out. Yeah. It's, they've had it trained out of them. And also that some of them, uh, he did, I vaguely remember a name coming up, but again, I won't, I won't say it, um, that, certain players have no interest in that you know don't want to speak to mm-hmm. you you know that's just them in fairness about 90 percent of them have no interest in actually even applauding the fans at the end of the mm-hmm. game let alone talking to them yeah, yeah. i um, think that, that that was made a point though that was made um and, and i'll i'll give richard walker probably the credit for that that he he, he did call out that yeah in, in there and said that they're just some players there there's certain attitudes um in the in the playing staff that they they just don't they just don't want to play. They don't want to um, engage. <laughs> there's a Freudian. Yeah, Freudian they did. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> didn't mean. I didn't mean that. Hang on. Yeah. Uh, that yeah. That that ain't going anywhere. That's staying <laughs> in the cut. Yeah. They just don't want to talk to people. They're just not interested. That, that was the so, so what, I, I, what I took away from and it. That, and that is why I can't see how that's going to change next season. What are they going to do? Going to say no? You must. Well, what kind of interview are you going to get? It's going to be, and, you know, hostile witness. Unless it's, a, unless it's an overhaul that they're they're looking at in a sense of players going that, are, that well, maybe had this maybe i don't know yeah I, I personally i can't see anything changing on that it, my gut feeling is nothing will change but yeah I, I i stand by to be impressed um and 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 you know 
hopefully these channels will be opened up, but I, my gut feeling is it won't. But the hive was ripped apart, absolutely ripped apart. You know, no one stood up for it and said, "Oh no, it's brilliant." I mean, it was, to be fair, there's some lovely comments about Emma, um, about how how great she is and how great it is that she's moved on and yeah. what, she, what she brought last season and the rest of it. And nobody argued with that. Everybody thought it was 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 brilliant. But no one stood up and went, "No, actually, I'm enjoying you know watching these turgid interviews with you know <laughs> whoever it is." No one actually you know decided. I mean- I mean, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna you know, kind of stand up for it a little bit because one of the one of the things they they mentioned was that inside the hive hasn't connected with supporters like Hive Live did. Well, probably because it had a game in the middle. But you're absolutely right. I think Emma, she she's looked at as uh, you know I don't know John Barnes or Ashley Young who's gone on to bigger or better things. Hopefully, she won't come back and celebrate against us at any point. Uh, Ashley Young did. <laughs> no, but, but it was that. I think it's really the hive, you know, the hive, and it, it, it feels like a watching a corporate video yeah. car crash. Well, in someone, someone pointed out because you can actually see how many people are viewing it while you're watching it. And someone pointed out that there was a handful of people watching it the other night, you know, literally, oh, I can't remember the number, but it's, it seemed to be less than 10, which when you think about it, I mean, you know, it's crap for, for, a, for an official channel, for a Premier League club, for 10 people to tune in to watch the content. You, you've got to be thinking about scrapping it or changing it completely, I would have thought. Um, yeah, it's an interesting thing running it running it live. I mean, because when when Roy Hodgson first joined and he went on, there was a lot of people watching it because you're going to draw into that to see well who's going to be the new man at the helm. And a lot of a lot of people talk very, very well about how he spoke on that on that first session. Mm. So there is the time, but there's no reason why that couldn't be filmed at the the training ground and put out as and when rather than making him go through a torturous live performance no. um in terms of that one of the other questions and if that's okay thank you for covering that um that, that that came up and this this was a this this was kind of half hated and half loved was the the the, the question around moving sponsorship away from gaming firms and cryptocurrencies which is of course where the money is at the moment um and therefore there's a chasing the cash kind of thing lots of people said oh really that's why you're bothering asking that stupid question and a lot of other people felt no from an ethical point it was something that was against mm. the traditional values of Watford. <laughs> How, what, what, what was the what was the conversation like? What did you guys take out of it? it? It's quite an interesting one. This one I, again, I, I won't name them. I, I know exactly who asked this question. Yeah, me too. Um, mm-hmm. And and it was it was listened to by Scott. Yeah. But a, a, again, very quickly. Um, the commercial side of it, the the, the financial side Isn't of it. Something you know, to do with you, the Chinese market or something. Yeah, that's it. It's the Chinese market. Yeah. So. I forget the the figure now, but there was a figure about how many Premier League sides actually have sponsorship via via betting companies. Yeah. Um, it was also then pointed out very quickly afterwards that we're all sitting around the table drinking Budweiser, which you know again some people suffer with. Drink well, problems. I think I think what happened was I think Richard Walker said, "Would you be upset if Carlsberg were on the shirts?" Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I think there is a there is an element to that. There is an element to whatever you put on a, a shirt as a sponsor is always going to roll people. Someone then shouted "Happy Egg," and that was kind of the end of the. Uh, <laughs> I think that, that was, was me. Was it you? Was it that was me? Was it you? <laughs> so I think I, I remember the conversation. I remember it being um, th- th- there was something along the lines as well that that Stake are actually giving a lot of the advertising over to charities or something. Was it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. where where stake could have a lot more presence in the ground, they've actually given it to other people for for worthy causes, which is of course fantastic. Yeah, so it was brought up, but don't expect that to go away anywhere soon. I would no. think. I, I can't remember the exact. Again, another one of those conversations where I'm thinking that there's got to be there's got to be other questions to ask um but yeah yeah that was brought up and it, and it was kicked around for quite a while as i remember there was there was one more question that was that was mentioned which was about unpaid internships but the conversation on that seems to have moved <laughs> on to the fact that it's quite common in sport and it's you know blah 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 was that particularly contentious or was that quite well dealt with were they kind of apologetic about it or was it just a, this is a norm it was this is a norm and it was basically um expenses are covered this is not unusual practice um across the board someone else said that they'd actually worked for brentford as an intern and didn't brentford. even get their travel yeah. paid for um so it was kind of the way it was dealt with i felt satisfied by the answer that there hadn't been any kind of underhand 
practice uh, taken place. I, the, the explanation that was given, which I, I can't quote verbatim, left me with an impression that, OK, well, that sounds all right to me. The other matters discussed, and it'd be interesting to see if there is anything that, one, I'm going to give you the list on this, and I want to know if there was anything contentious or um, that you feel would would have a, a, a either a commercial or a legal reason why you can't mention it. So women's football and Watford FC's community trust. I don't quite understand. It might just be that they haven't got to the point of that. Were those discussed in detail or was there just not enough mentioned? Women's My, football was discussed yeah, for quite a long was. time, as I recall. Okay. Um, but I can't really remember it being I, a contentious issue. No, I believe it was more around, um, you know, drumming up interest in it that the yeah. club need to do more. Essentially, yeah. I think that was that was the, the kind of point of it. That was the point of it. And it was also reach out to the grassroots in the community a bit more yeah. as well. Yeah, get get more girls clubs in the community involved. But that was okay. it. That was, there was nothing contentious in that bit that I can recall. But, that, but that, that sounds like mainly positive stuff. So I'm presuming mm. that they just haven't put that out yet because they haven't got round to doing the minutes because, you know, it takes an awful long time to write a small amount of pros apparently yeah um, well there were two scribes by the way two scribes sitting there two, right two people at the back yeah yeah okay um family stand location challenges Ooh, this was me what this was that? carl and uh listen uh, if this is going to go on for a long time let me know because uh, <laughs> <laughs> i'll come back <laughs> no all okay. i'm right here's what i mentioned what, what was your question? Let's not even cover into what the what it, the answer it, is. What was your question? It wasn't. It was more about the atmosphere. It was an observation, 18- really, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was more. It was more about the atmosphere in the eighteen eighty one and all the work that Roy Moore does in trying to generate the, the eighteen eighty one. Uh, yeah. you know, around my my point was: would they look at moving the family stand? I know both me and you sit there, but would yeah. they look at moving the family stand um, somewhere else in the grounds? to then maybe give Roy Moore the opportunity to develop the 1881 more in in the Vicarage Road end next to the away fans. And the the other reason for for me to say that was I've experienced it before coming out of there where we are, when we sit in in that stand, we are generally the first people to meet the away fans that come yeah. out and I've seen it in, on occasions where there's been trouble and there's kids around and it, yeah. you know, it can be a bit squeaky bum time sometimes. So that was an observation. The, the good thing to report from that was Scott Duxbury had no idea yeah. that the family stand was next to the away end. He had not a clue. He had not a clue. He was fucking what? shocked. He, he was, was like, shocked. What? Yeah. And and to and then to expand on that a little bit, we kind of said, you know, why why isn't the family stand in the rookery end and then the singing section of the 1881 in what is currently the family stand? Yeah. And and it was basically logistics of moving people, you know, people Yeah, they don't have, want to upset people. People have had seats there for you know, 30 years or however long it's been. The thing is, I remember the hoo-ha when they moved the home fans from the Vicarage Road into the Rookery in the 99-2000 season. Mm. It was, well, you can't move me. You know, I've been sitting here for years. That's the away end, you know. But, you know, eventually everyone got used to it. And I think if you said, sorry, but we are actually going to put the family uh, stand or family enclosure now down the other end or in the Sir Elton John and then move the 1881 next to the away fans, A, it would improve the atmosphere. B, it would make it safer for the families, um, but it's just logistics of people saying, no, yeah. I don't want to move my seat. And I kind of understand that in a way. I had to move mine when they moved me out of the, the lower um, Graham's had to move a, I think I had to put a, a bigger wheelchair section in. You know, it, it didn't cause me that much of a problem. I wasn't like, but, you know, it's my lucky seat. Because, you know, clearly with the results, that ain't the case. <laughs> so I just basically moved. But, um, yeah, that, that, that was quite a long conversation, wasn't it? That, I think, the, the family enclosure thing. Yeah, I think a few people sort of jumped on the on the the end of it with regards to it, and and I think the fact that Scott really did not know it was was the was the big surprise to me. Well, I think it was more a case of the fact that the fans mix at the end rather than yeah. he didn't realise that was the family enclosure. I, I think I'm, yeah, I'm going to yeah, stick up for yeah. Scott here and say. I think he was just a little bit perplexed. Hang on a minute. So kids are mixing with the away fans after the game rather than, oh, that's where they sit, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it mentioned stadium facilities. Was that all linked into the same sort of thing? Mainly toilets, toilets. yeah. Mainly sort of family toilets, toilets. for people to use rather than gents and ladies. 
I, I, I mean, listen, I've taken, I've got two daughters. I did take them to football years ago. It is, it isn't easy um, taking them to the toilet because you can't go in the ladies for, for obvious reasons. And obviously, sometimes the gents are unavailable, and you can't just hover them over your urinal or whatever. So I kind of get that. I kind of get mm. that as being a, a, a yeah, topic, no. and I think it's reasonable to have to have brought that up. Fair enough. Okay. Yeah, I agree. Okay. Well, no, I mean, and I think if you're gonna if you're gonna bring up one list of things that the potsos cannot have thrown at them, it's the improvement of the facilities. Well, and the stadium in itself. I've got I to think... tell you now. I've got to Go tell you now that was picked up immediately by Richard Walker and said we'll sort it. What we'll do is we'll consult with other uh, grounds and see how they do it, and we will bring in a solution. So it wasn't. Thanks for your question. Next, please. It was that will be actioned. So you, you can't cool. say fair than that. Which, which, judging by the initial kind of comments that you made on Saturday, Carl, you came out of this thinking far more positive after this. Mm. You know, take take away the, you know, the 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 the, the, the social media things. And yeah, people yeah, yeah. Go, People going off on one because they didn't know what's going on. Mm. And with the notes, there's still so much gap that hopefully we can can just do our little bit to, to hopefully kind to of uh, help yeah. a little bit. Yeah, just go look. You know what it is because what people are always concerned about the unknown mm. let them know what it is they go oh, okay fine get it um you came out of it far more positive than negative you said saturday is that fair yeah yeah and i, I said to justin at the time when we when we left i thought in general it was quite positive in in the sense of the answers that we had um that there wasn't really any negativity around the table and anything like that. Even the relegation stuff and the finances were delivered in a way that didn't really make you think, Oh Jesus, we're in, we're in the mire here. So yeah, that that's why I stick by that. What, what I said on the, on the thing that it, I came out of it feeling much more positive than, than when I went in. Yeah. It was a very positive experience, and you know, I, at the end of it, I did actually go and sidle over to Scott Duxbury and just talk to him. It wasn't kind of, oh, is it okay if I talk to you? I just went over and said, you know, well done. I think this is a a, a good idea, um, you know, to to start talking to the supporters because there has been, you know, a, a wall of silence kind of thing. So I, I certainly left there not thinking this is going to end up in some sort of shitstorm. I, 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 I walked <laughs> yeah. out thinking, I think this could be a really good idea. But If only we'd known. If only we'd known. And then, like, Friday night, just gone, um, I get a text from a neighbour saying, oh, so you're on a committee? And I thought, right, OK, well, I've not seen anything about this. So first thing I do is go on the Watford website and I see this thing about a new supporters committee and then I see the podcast named as an attendee and I thought, yeah, OK, well, obviously now it's going to, you know, the shit's going to hit the fan a little bit. And, you know, I have to say that I've stepped away from the social media roles a little bit of the uh, the podcast over the past fortnight. So I've yeah. been very much immune to all this. But I have seen the um, uh, things in the Watford Observer and the comments to the, to the pieces in the Watford Observer. And I think it's important that we, you know, as openly as we're being here, just say, well, hang on, this is how we got invited. This is what we heard. This is how we felt after it. And I, I genuinely, you know, do feel sorry for anybody that's got a, a fanzine or a podcast or they're, a, mm. you know, a higher um, ranked, if you like, fan than me. Uh, someone who th- feels they deserve to be on this this committee. We didn't know it was going to be a committee. We thought it was a supporters consultation construct, um, whatever that is. Um, <laughs> I didn't know I was being, uh, you know, osmosist into a. It's not even a word well, into it, a committee. It, you know, in I, fairness, I, in fairness, had they put had they put you through like you know a lie detector, you'd have passed it because you'd have gone no, I was yeah. invited, and they'd have gone oh that's green light. He's telling the truth. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Exactly. I would have been bollocks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Carl would have been immediately Jeremy Kyle and kicked off. I think it's very unlikely that either Richard Walker or Scott Duxbury would let uh, a lie detector or a polygraph test within a within a square mile of Vicarage Road, personally. But there you go, on any on any number of reasons. Um, the last question in terms of the list of stuff that's that's not listed, but a lot of people have been asking, is about the, the Hornets ambassadors. So, and especially with regards to Luther Blissett. I mean, from my own mm. point of view, we see a number of players and a number of legends who are ambassadors but aren't necessarily regular attendees of, of Vicarage Road. But Luther stands out like a sore thumb as not being one of them. Yeah, he seems to be at every match day. You know, he does the meeting and the greeting of the fans. He's doing stuff at the moment with Ukraine. Um, you know, there's always things he's getting involved in. Was was that something that was discussed or was it a wider remit? No, it was very much about Luther Blissett. Uh, there wasn't a wider remit at all. 
Um, but obviously, you know, we've we've got to know Luther as a friend over the past 18 months or so. Mm. Um, and I've got nothing but respect for his achievements on the pitch as a as a as a and also as a person he's just one of the nicest guys you'll ever meet he does so much for the community he does so much for like you said you know we're talking about ukraine and 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 this kind of stuff um obviously in that square um i'd i'd rather not comment on that at all um just because i think it might be betraying a bit of a confidence between what we know and what was said um so i it wasn't about any other ambassadors at all. No. It was about why why isn't Luther an ambassador? Uh, there was a reason given, um, and I don't want to say any more than that, to be honest. Yeah, I, I yeah, I, I exactly what Justin just said, mate. I think that we we've got a relationship with with Luther Blissett. Um, again, can't speak highly enough of the person that he is and then what he does in the community and exactly that, you know, there isn't much more to add to that. What, what we know and what was said. Um, yeah. I just think that by commenting on it is a betrayal. Well, it wouldn't achieve anything either. No. And it, and, I mean, and, other people, if they want to mention it on their podcast, whatever, they, they're, yeah. they're welcome to do it. Uh, I, I, I just don't. Th- I don't feel as if it's our place to say anything no, about. No, and this. I and I wouldn't be comfortable with it. I've got to be honest with with, with that. For with with, you know. What I, I will say is, there's nothing devious. There's nothing. There's no illegality. Um, okay. no, no, no. There's, there's there's probably what I will say is there's probably a bit of a, a communication error somewhere along the lines that, uh, honestly, a, a meeting between. Uh, a few people would probably iron out, but I, I, that's, I'm not going to say anything more than that. I, honestly, I, I'd love to see him as an ambassador. Yeah, um, he should be. He should be. Yeah, that's it. I'm not, I don't think there's anything okay. more to say, to be honest. So there we go. Not our normal fare, I grant you that, but hopefully, hopefully that shone a little bit of the light on the events from uh, from now a couple of weeks ago, I suppose, by the time you guys are getting to listen to this, we'll be editing this and trying to get it out as quickly as possible in the same way as we did with the, uh, with the Twitter spaces on Saturday because we want people to know this. The club had put on there that, you know, these guys who were there are free to discuss this once the minutes have been published. The minutes have been published, and I hope that gives you a feel and a flavour for it. Um, just a summary overall, you, you know, just to come back to it again, you feel it was it was positive, but you know one of the criticisms that I'll give is it's been very very poorly executed by the communications team at the club, which is very disappointing. <laughs> but it does it's it an does understatement there. <laughs> it, it, yeah, exactly. It well, does echo a trend. I will also say this is the fact that you guys I know have been calling for a fans forum for a year mm. to to finally get some level of you know, kind of concession that we're going to have a meeting for you then to turn around and go, no, we're not going to go on, on the basis of something. Well, first of all, you didn't even know was happening at the time, but even once it became available, would, would it is an obtuse thing to think that you or any of the other guys there would do because, you know, let's face it, no fan is better than any other. You know, yeah. it, it doesn't matter whether you turn around in your first sentences, I've been a fan for 70 years, or I started going a week last Tuesday. It doesn't matter. You're a fan of the club. It's how much you care that makes makes a difference. And everybody in that room, I think I know, cares deeply. And I'm sure that there might be other elements or, or other um, versions of this trying to hopefully trying to disseminate some information and take the fear out of it for everybody what finally guys what would you suggest to people who are concerned about it would you encourage them to to put themselves forward is there anything that that, that was that was uh, that anything that would make anybody uncomfortable going forward for, for for the committee in the in this guys rather than the previous fans forum well, I would certainly say don't don't go if you're not going to be prepared to ask any questions or challenge anything. Um, you know, you, you've got to have an opinion and you've got to be kind of strong-minded about the club, I would say, because, you know, there are going to be things discussed there that are quite passionate. Um, you know, we were talking about players and relegation and all this kind of stuff. As a fan, this is the kind of stuff that you want to be able to talk at a high level about these kind of discussions so if you're one of these people that isn't really that bothered about you know the day-to-day kind of the club you're just there to watch the the games you don't really mind about results you don't really have any kind of 
further um, feeling towards the club, then don't bother going. Let's get people there that really love the club but want to see it succeed and want to, you know, have a, a, an open dialogue with those at the top, I would say. Mm. Um, so I can't see any reason why anybody that doesn't fit that criteria shouldn't put themselves forward. I don't know what the criteria is in terms of getting on this we now know committee we thought it was a construct um so i don't know what the criteria is or who indeed is picking uh the the, the people to go onto it but yeah i mean obviously if you're passionate about the club and you think you've got something to say get on there a, a lot of what this feels like peter to, to me is if if i you know this comes back to uh, if i put a, a poster up and it's piano lessons and so it's like somebody coming up to me going, well, I don't want bloody piano lessons. All right, it's not for you. You know, and it's, it's a little bit like, like that for us. We're not representing the fan base. We're not here to dictate, you know, what's said and what's going on. We, we were literally just trying to make a difference in the sense of trying to get some communication from the, from the club to the fans. And if anything, we've, we've bloody succeeded. In a, in a roundabout way, yeah, yeah, yeah you know, yeah, okay. whatever way you look at it, maybe what's happened is, is got nothing to do with what we've what we've been asking for, but a little bit of me just hopes that enough whinging and pissing on this podcast has made this all worthwhile, and and, and I think long term that's all we can hope for. And don't get me wrong, I would much prefer it that we went back to the old days of the fans forums. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. held in a yeah. room. There's some big yeah. rooms there. That that whole bottom bit of the, the uh, Graham Taylor stand that can hold a lot of people under there. You know, let, let's let's go back to. I don't know why we can't go back to that. The, the reason that's been given is flimsy. Um, mm. And I yeah, don't, it doesn't it doesn't wash for me. No, I don't. I don't know why we can't do that. I I, I don't see why. Um, so. Ideally, in an ideal world, we we would work towards going back to that. Guys, you you have done more to try to bring this about in a positive sense, and it done so. So fair play and credit to you because it, it, it it's happened. Guys, if you're listening, we're gonna we're gonna um, end it now. Thank you so much to uh, to Justin and Carl. Hopefully, guys, you will see that this is um, you know well no you make your own judgment that should be the whole point of it if you have got any further questions on this we will be running another twitter spaces um if you come on and you want to have your say whatever you want to say and whatever your opinion that's the platform to come and do it we've 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 worked, pushed across to that what a couple of months ago and it's it's kind of grown its own sense of momentum and it's really you know the reason it happened was because justin here wanted to make sure that this was giving fans a voice um, and, 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 and it's, that's it's, what it's I have to say it's listened to more by more than 10 people which is what the hive seems to be getting on some yeah. uh, views <laughs> there you go so there's a CV coming got, in the post what for he, next he, he, he's got competitive and putting the boot in <laughs> so, <laughs> Carl Justin thank you so much for, uh, for for talking to me about that um, hopefully that's good for everybody and we will see you again soon on do not scratch your eyes see you later see you later you won't Podcast Network. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around, you've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? <whistles> At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery free in terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.